0: We may not always open the Bible and be reading a particular book, but there's that understanding that it's with the view of looking more like Jesus.
1: I I like the idea of kind of having a mentor and mentoring someone. Kind of you're learning and you're growing, but you're also passing on.
2: Hello, welcome to another episode of Postcards from Antioch, a teaching training discipleship podcast from barton church today we're talking about mentoring and i'm joined by Efa and nadia who are going to answer all my questions that i have about mentoring and hopefully all of your questions as well so hello this is their first podcast by the way it's your first podcast it is our first podcast I'm excited yeah.
1: We're yeah. very excited. Very excited. Not Absolutely. terrified at all. A little bit of that too. Yeah, well. <laughs> nothing to not be scared of.
2: No one listens to these things anyway, so <laughs> don't worry about it. Um, so, first mentoring. So I don't know, I'll ask questions and you can either of you can answer them. We can both take turns to answer them. Whatever feels comfortable. Um, what is mentoring? That's the first question to start with. How would you describe it?
1: you want to kick us off okay so i guess there's a couple of types of mentoring um so i am employed as a mentor so i work in secondary schools um and i work with young people that come out of their classes um have been identified by the school as needing a mentor um so i um and i always say to them what do you think you're doing here like what in your head is mentoring and they go oh i don't know and then i sort of i, I vaguely say I am here to give you space to talk about the things that you want to talk about. And that can be anything from what's going on at home, what's going on at school, how you feel about yourself. Um, And um, I think there's some kind of set things around. Maybe we'll talk as time goes on what what that looks like. Um, So that's part of my job that is mentoring in schools. But we're also going to talk about spiritual mentoring. And what that means is we sort of seek to live Christian lives alongside each other
2: okay Aoife how would you understand it
0: well I think Nadia said it very well um but I was also thinking that in a way it's kind of a bit like giving an example for somebody of how to live in a sense like not just like copy me but you're it's almost like someone who's a few steps ahead um taking time to journey with somebody okay. and to um listen and chat through things and maybe give advice or say like help someone process something maybe i feel like well obviously jesus is a great example of being a mentor um because he he led his disciples and he like he shepherded people in the sense of like i'm walking this way you can walk with me kind of thing um and so I think it's like that investment in someone um and there tends to be like one person who's kind of further along in whatever journey that is whether it's like age or their faith or a particular job and they like you might be mentoring someone who's actually older than you but perhaps you have more experience of that area or something, and maybe being able to share a bit of wisdom or okay. answer some questions
2: so a bit like an apprenticeship mm. or something okay so both of you have have kind of mentioned something that uh is involved in mentoring, the kind of talking to people, answering questions, giving people space to to discuss what they want to but um, but mentoring's different from counseling though isn't it so in what ways would you say mentoring is a different thing from counseling someone
1: um i think mentoring's different from counseling um i don't i don't know uh, official definitions yeah, but it's fine. um i think in my mind it's to do with uh, counseling you might come with a with a specific issue um that you need support with uh, whereas mentoring is more about um yeah kind of seeing the potential in somebody and developing somebody in, in a range of different areas. Um, and that's also how it's a little bit different from coaching. It's a little bit yeah. different from just discipleship too. So it's not just mm-hmm. kind of getting somebody to the point where they're a Christian. Um, it's mm-hmm. then how you then help them grow in the rest of their Christian life. Um, so I, it does have a specific place that is different from all those other things, yeah. I think.
2: Okay. And you mentioned spiritual mental mentoring as well how how's that different from well what you do as your job
1: um so within my job i in schools i'm not allowed to talk about jesus just freely um but i am allowed to be there as a christian so i can still pray for the people Mm -hmm. that i'm working with um and be kind of pointing them towards kind of gospel values Um, but I guess in a mentoring relationship, somebody is coming to you saying, um, you are a Christian. I am a Christian. Um, we both want to understand more about what it means to live out our faith. Um, and, um, you kind of, you, you give each other the permission to, um, yeah, to walk with one another. Mm. Um, and so that might be that you meet together to look at a particular book of the Bible, or a particular book that is a Christian book um, that you come together to discuss. um, And, um, yeah, with the view of being able to not only just grow in knowledge, but apply that knowledge into your kind of ongoing Mm. life. What else would you say?
0: Um, Spiritual mentoring. Well, I think, so my experience of, I have kind of two distinct experiences of mentoring people. Um, one being as part of the youth team, um, mentoring youth, Christian youth, and then um, I work in sixth form as a pastoral worker. So um, again, I can't talk about Jesus. I can't actually even share my faith at all, mm-hmm. um, apart from in a very personal way if I was directly asked. So I think a key difference there is the intention so like in school my mentoring with students would often be very much about well-being mental health managing studies um and home life and just like practical day-to-day things um and with the mentoring that I've been involved in in the past with youth at church you can go deeper and there's like an understanding there that um almost that you've got permission to ask the scary questions and the deeper questions like if someone says they're in a relationship at school, I might really not ask too many questions about that, but in a spiritual um mentoring thing, especially with youth, that I'm gonna go in with the questions and i you're gonna have your Bible there and like we may not always open the bible and be reading a particular book but it um there's that understanding that it's with the view of looking more like jesus and kind of in a way like i think being able to see like nadia mentioned seeing potential in someone being able to like call out someone's gifts or um like they've given you that permission in a way to sort of be like okay help me grow in my faith and you can then speak into their life and encourage and challenge and support and comfort them as well um so for me I think in terms of spiritual mentoring there's definitely a prayerful element that I would want to have prayed before I go meet with them I would want to have i want be open to the spirit as i'm speaking to them and trying to be attentive to like what does god want for this person in this like how should i respond in a way that's going to help them and obviously i would want to do that in school as well but it's much more in a like almost i'm like thinking how can i translate that into like non-christian yeah. like not saying the bible or anything but just um, make it understandable for everybody um, I'm not sure if I've actually answered your question or not
2: yes I think you have I think <laughs> you both have I was going to ask so I assume you've both had the experience of being mentored that's in some form could you share a bit about maybe start with Nadia how what shape that took and how you found that
1: Um, so I remember even from when I was a teenager, um, I went to a Christian youth group and we, um, sometimes would meet as the guys and the girls. And, um, I remember there was one lady who, who met with me and actually she met with, it was kind of a, it was a group. So I don't know whether you'd call it mentoring or, um, what's the other word you'd call it a growth group or something, but it had that kind of mentoring feel to it. Um, And we would look at the Bible together and we'd pray together. And I just felt like she cared, like she wanted to give up her time to meet me, to invest in me. Um, And that was really, um, I mean, I don't don't remember what we used to do together, really. I don't remember the conversations, but I remember being prioritized. Mm. Um, Mm. And then um, I worked for a Christian youth work organization, um, my first kind of proper job and um so my boss used to take me swimming after work sometimes and we'd go swimming and we'd just chat about all sorts of things so that wasn't kind of a formal mentoring mm. um, but sure. I, it was that kind of informal we used to swim sideways so we could chat <laughs> <laughs> I don't know what that stroke is called <laughs> so the kind of the side stroke um and we would yeah we would discuss um yeah just things to do with people management as and team dynamics and um and how she would yeah wanted to kind of grow in me confidence and um help me to do the my job well but also from kind of a spiritual point of view uh, yeah seeing mm. the potential and helping me to develop and those things. Um so yeah those are two two key ones from a while back.
2: Mm. <laughs> what about you, Eva?
0: Um so I think my sort of first, the first thing that springs to my mind is um, when I was in primary school, my mum was a youth worker at my church and at this point I was I was kind of being bullied at school by one of the girls and um, there was a girl in the youth who, she was around my house all the time and stuff because my mum used to do events mm-hmm. and things and so I knew her through that. And she found out that I was being bullied. And she had been bullied um, in school. And she was, I think she's about six years older than me. And she just, like, had loads of, like, empathy for me. And she was like, right, I'm going to take you shopping. We're going to go to the cinema. And I must have been, like, ten, I think, Mm -hmm. nine or ten. And um, I remember that her parents, like, dropped us off to the like the next town and we went to New Look and we had McDonald's and we went to watch, I think we watched Enchanted. So that probably shows how long ago it was, but it was in the cinema. And um, she didn't ask me anything about bullying or like she just wanted to do something nice for me. But then from that, I it kind of developed into a mentoring relationship, not officially, but because she was... Someone who I looked up to and I thought she was really cool. She was on fire for Jesus. She just loved God so much and always wanted to talk to people about God. And she, I just really admired her. Um, And obviously, she was so kind to me and she invested that time and showed me that care. And so, years later, I remember being 18 and trying to figure out what am I doing after my A levels having a bit of a meltdown and my mom was like you should call grace and so i called her and she really helped me to like figure out what i needed to do and she said some things to me which have like which continue to help my decisions um she's a very wise person um and also i then did um the youth for christ gap year and she was part of youth for christ at that time so um our mentoring kind of relationship carried on in like an informal way, but because she'd invested that that time and care into me, I knew that I could trust her, and like I just really liked her as well. um still do um but also i I think I have had a few like official mentor type things at youth for Christ. they assigned us a mentor that every time we had like training. Uh, which was every month or something like that, um, we had to meet with someone and they would ask you like the same questions every time. Mm-hmm. Um, but I found that very helpful, actually, and I had a good relationship with my mentor there. Um, and when I uh, was here, did a, a internship at Barton and was assigned a mentor, and so we would meet for coffee every so often and just talk about everything anything and everything and um and she would speak wisdom into my life and I could ask questions and that carried on past my intern year because of the relationship that was built so I and I would still very much view all of those people as people I would go to for advice even though they might not officially be my mentor now um they if I'm stuck or I need prayer or I need wisdom I would very much feel I can go to them and I respect their opinions and things. But so that's, that's my experience, I think. Yeah.
2: Okay. So it's probably fair to say that having experienced being mentored or encouraged, discipled, all those kind of things, you um, can see the benefit. You've experienced the benefits and does mm-hmm. that motivate you to mentor others, to do the same for others? It was done for you,
1: yeah. It would only seem fair, wouldn't yeah. it? I mean, it's That's a bit right. kind of um selfish, yeah, well, take, to not, yeah, yeah. And I think that kind of principle of um, yeah, I I like the idea of how kind of having a mentor and mentoring someone, someone. So that kind of y- you're you're learning and you're growing, but you're also passing on, um, if there's a, such a thing as passing on, um. So I think yeah, because we have benefited we also yeah, would prioritize mentoring but you, that comes it does come with a cost doesn't it it involves mm. time mm-hmm. um and loving other people sacrificially um and but yeah our, our lives are always busy you know whenever you meet somebody they when you say how are you they say busy mm. um but i still i think it is um it's something worth doing um and as a church it's even in our vision you know it's that's right it's it is a, it's so it's it's seen as a such a an important thing that it is a priority that we want to be um yeah doing ourselves and encouraging other people to do as well
2: would you the the way you were mentored both mentored has that shaped the way you mentor others like do you use the same model or
1: Um. Well, perhaps, but I think each individual that you meet with is going to be different mm. because mm-hmm. we're all unique, and there's something wonderful in that. Um, so, I think if I was meeting someone, I would want to know why they were, why they wanted to meet me, and what were they kind of hoping to to get from the time together. Um, but I think I would have some kind of structure, however loosely or strictly we kept to it. Um, mm. So, and that would be agreed. So I think it's always helpful to you both understand where you're coming from and the expectations you've got of each other um, so that you don't get disappointed by each other or um, at the same time, yeah, maintain that kind of, um, you know, you can't just back out. Um, you have to be committed for however whatever length you are committed to. Mm-hmm. It might be just, you know, a four week, you know, let's, make, let's meet together for a short term or let's meet together for six months or a year and then review it. It doesn't have to be a you know, an ongoing thing, as Aoife has, has shared, but she still has the strength of those mentoring relationships. Um, so, yeah, having some kind of expectations, set timescales, um, yeah, agreeing what you're going to do together, um, how it's going to work in terms of confidentiality, I think is really important, so people yep. feel safe to share. Um, you know, the, the fact that you're not going going to go and discuss it with other people in the church um it, it can be a space where you can talk about whatever you want to talk about within the kind of normal safety guidelines safeguarding if you're meeting young people all that kind of stuff people that are at risk of yeah needing other kind of support um yeah what have i missed well
0: i don't know well, nothing but i just to add i was gonna say it does depend on the setting mm-hmm. because like so in school the first thing I would say is I cannot promise any secrecy, you know, because it's all that's in the safeguarding training and it's drummed into you. Like, so it's, it just rolls off the tongue. Like nothing you say, I can keep a secret. Um, make sure you think about what you share with me. You know, I'm happy to listen to anything. But if you're if you're in any way in danger, I have to share it with this person. This person you know what I mean? So yeah. you learn those things. But I think a general principle that would be helpful is just, as you said to set boundaries or guidelines um and it may be that you say i remember going to someone at my old church and saying oh can i tell you something and before i said it she was like yes but i reserve the right to tell my husband cuz i tell him everything and that was helpful because then that wasn't really a mentoring thing but i knew like okay what i'm telling her i'm telling him that's good to know and if you Obviously, we don't have to say, by the way, I'm going to tell your mum, I'm going to tell this person, this person, but it's just good to know the expectations and some mentoring relationships are going to be much more relaxed. I think like both of us probably primarily are mentoring in school, kind of setting at the moment. So a lot of it is quite structured and you might have like, right, let's meet for four weeks or let's meet at the same time every two weeks until we don't need to anymore or it might be just pop in whenever you feel you want to if that like I have the capacity for that because I have an office at work but in a in like a church setting you you won't have that kind of um setting you won't have that kind of structure so you might want to discuss what are the expectations and then i think that can obviously change um because if we make it too rigid then you aren't going to have that like natural flow but it might be that you're being mentored or you're mentoring someone for a specific purpose like um like marriage prep or something so then you there's a clear understanding that most of this conversation is going to be about marriage and relationships, or or most of this conversation is going to be about a specific area, or it might just be like, hey, let's just meet for coffee and chat, and see where it goes.
2: Well, I know, for you were quite keen to list all of the mentoring relationships <laughs> from the Bible, so... Oh, gosh, go no, there? I no. was like,
0: please don't uh, ask me that because my mind is going to go blank.
2: So, uh, well, what I what I will ask though is, do you see, um, because obviously you both, you both have mentored in you, secular environments, but also s- spiritual mentorship, uh, you've talked about, do you s- see these kind of relationships in the Bible? And if so, um, have those shaped... The way you understand mentoring. Do you
1: want
0: to go first? Mm,
1: well, I think yeah, the Bible is littered with them. Whether you call them mentoring relationships or whether mm. you, um, yes, you see the the difference between perhaps an older or a younger person. Whether that's you know Moses and Joshua, or before that Jethro and Moses, um, or um, yeah, Elisha and Elijah, like um, kind of passing on of mm. of information and wisdom and encouragement kind of to be yeah kind of bold and um so yeah i think all the way through the old testament i'm sure there's lots of other examples as well Naomi and Ruth and i don't mm. know um and then obviously yeah you mentioned just at the start jesus and his kind of relationships with his disciples but then pr- pr- particularly perhaps people like peter um mm. and i think sometimes you see in these relationships like that things don't always go right. Like Jesus knew that Peter was going to mess up. And, um, so therefore he spoke words of encouragement and, um, yeah, kind of, there was that, that, um, that sensitivity and that real love that you can see in his words to kind of, you know, that there's no condemnation. I think when you're mentoring, you kind of have to, you might not agree with everything that somebody's saying. Um, but you, sort of accept that that's where they are um and journey with them um and then paul i guess in a lot of his letters we see kind of a a mentoring heart mentoring relationship Mm -hmm. with yeah people like timothy um and yeah he'll often call him son won't he and um yeah, doesn't he? Doesn't want him others to look down on him because of his age. I always love Timothy. I've got yeah, I've got a soft spot for Timothy. Don't be afraid. He says all the time, and I think um, yeah, we can kind of feel a bit daunted sometimes by, you know, by Paul and then yeah, his relationship with others too. Titus he talks a lot about how you th- kind of love other people in different sort of levels. Um, yeah, so Titus too. Um. It talks about older women mm. teaching younger women, um, training men. Um, yes, yeah, so that there is that kind of, you know, cross age, cross maturity, um, just to kind of togethering. Um, is that a word? I don't know. It is now. It's a word. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Kind of. Um, yeah, as you as we've said, wanting to see Jesus more in the lives of others, mm. um, and sometimes Paul was quite you know happy to tell people off. He, you know, he he was quite happy to be quite bold with people like Peter when he thought he had it wrong. Um, so I think there's there's kind of space for that as well that that gentle challenge within mentoring. Um, so yeah, I think the Bible's got a lot to teach us about just the kind of the why of um, yes, investing and spending time with people. Um, but they weren't all experts. They hadn't all been on mentoring courses and got qualifications. So I think quite often we can, you know, rule ourselves out um, mm. and think, well, actually, I can't do that. Maybe that's for someone else. So then, what do we do?
0: Yeah, and I think also just to add to that, like we often view mentoring as like sitting and talking and having a conversation and asking questions and then. I'm going to just give you all my wisdom and you can apply it later and stuff like that. But actually, like the examples that we see are usually like in the Bible, let's do this together or come along with me. I'm doing this. Um, And like with Ruth, um, like there was instructions like go and do this, go and go into this field. It wasn't like, hey, let's talk about your feelings. It was like, you need to go and do this. And um Jesus had obviously his twelve, but then he had his smaller inner circle that he would almost take on like extra missions in a way because it was like he could see something in them. He and he was like calling it out of them, not by just saying, Hey, you're gonna do this in the future, you, you could be really good if you take my advice here, here and here. But he's like, Come and see this, come and do this with me. And um, there's a a verse that I wanted to share that um, one of my lecturers at uni shared. Um, It's 1 Corinthians 11, verse 1. And in my version here, NIV says, follow my example as I follow the example of Christ. Um, But my lecturer, his version was, imitate me as I imitate Christ. And when I heard that, I was like, oh my goodness, because he was saying, like, this is how you how you need to be with your young people. You need to be able to say, imitate me as I imitate Christ. And that's quite daunting. That's quite, like, a bold thing um, and often something we would kind of want to avoid, like, avoid being prideful, avoid being, like, oh, I've got it all together, you should definitely copy me. But actually, I... I believe that this is the responsibility we all have because even if we haven't agreed with a person like let's meet this many times or you know, I'll be your mentor, there will be people who look up to us in our faith. There will be people who are younger um and who look and see and think, I want to live like that. Or even just think, oh well they did it, so I can do it, whether that's a good example or a bad example. And um, our lives should be imitating Christ as much as we can, and I think we have to be aware that people will imitate us to an extent, like whether that's youth or students or whether that's just new people in the church, or do you know what I mean, there will be people who naturally, like I did with the girl who said, "Let's go to the cinema." Um, I wanted to be like her and so I would copy her and I liked the music she liked and stuff like that. And um, I think Jesus, like we were created to be in a community that influences one another. So we need to um, just have that, be mindful of that. Like you were saying about older women, teaching the younger women and things like we the older m- women will be teaching the younger women whether they're doing it intentionally or not um and men as well like it's it just naturally follows that way so i think we have to take that responsibility
2: yeah okay well i think we'll start to wind things up a bit um just question there's maybe some people listening who have never been in a been mentored or and they've listening and they realize that they'd like that or people who have plenty of experience and maybe have never shared that with others so what advice like if you've got someone listening who would like to be mentored or someone who wants to start mentoring others what advice would you give Those Mm. people,
1: um, well, I think it's. I, if you're looking for a mentor, I would probably advise that you start with people that you know, Mm. um, Mm -hmm. (laughs) rather than just you know, Google search. Um, (laughs) so yeah, if you've got relationships already where you think it wouldn't be too weird to say, Can we just go and grab a coffee? Can we just, you know just see if this is something that we can do regularly or, you know, let's just walk the dogs together or um, begin to spend time together in a slightly more intentional way. Um, And it takes a bit of bravery to do that. I think you do have to kind of put yourself out there, don't you? Um, But yeah, as we've said, like if there's this kind of a culture of we're looking to grow grow and learn from each other, um, then that should be easier. Um, So I'd say do it that's yeah Mm. just why would you not on one level like it's yeah prioritizing your own spiritual growth and um yeah it's not going to be time wasted is it um but yeah if you're thinking well maybe you've got you know capacity and um yes the kind of space to to mentor someone else i think yeah i'd say don't discount yourself Mm. i think don't um, that kind of false humility of thinking, oh, I can't, I'm not holy enough because none of us are. Like none of us are, you know, sometimes it's our imperfections and our, our life experience, which actually can be Absolutely. really useful for other people. Um, so yeah, you don't have to feel like you've got it all sorted. Um, and actually sometimes, you know, sharing what God is doing in your life um, through the kind of good things and the bad things. Um can really be a blessing to other people um so yeah i know for me when i've been honest with people mm-hmm. and it's kind of felt really awkward to be honest with people people have said oh thank you so much for sharing that um and that's kind of it's probably good for my humility as well and um yeah just being able to to grow together in a way that is going to be
0: helpful for other people i don't know other advice
2: yeah what would you say if-
0: Well I was going to say honesty which you've said and like yeah just putting yourself out there asking somebody I was going to say maybe if you're in a life group and you have someone in a life group who you often think oh that was really wise or I I naturally have a good relationship with them then maybe that's a place to start Um, and in terms of like being the mentor I would say Think about your life. Think about what God has taught you. What specific things are you passionate about? And, like, for me, a lot of that has come out of my mistakes. And uh, especially with the youth, thinking about when I was a youth, mistakes that I made, and how at that time I felt super alone. I felt like, oh, no one else is like this unholy or, you know, and so then working with youth I was like I want to make sure that no one else feels that way and I would seek out people to be honest who I thought were similar to me who worked in a similar way or who had Mm. what showed like elements of similar gifts because I I can speak into that a little bit and and say I recognize this in you because that feels a bit like how it was for me um and here's what you can do or here's what i did um why not try it or you could say here's what i did please don't do that here's the danger um let me warn you and like you know learn from me instead but i think i've definitely found that um intentionally like being self aware being yeah aware of what how can god use me in it's not a question of if it's a question of how in which areas has he taught me things that will be valuable for this young person or this maybe they're not young um person and how can i call that out of them or or just push them a little bit more or or say like please be careful because there are the dangers.
1: I think it also, it, I mean, it goes without saying, but we shall, I'll say it. But, um, prayer is such mm. a, a massive key, isn't it? Um, so, yeah, we see like Jesus prays for his disciples and Paul in his letters, he starts most of his letters. I always thank the Lord for you and I'm praying for you. Mm. And and so I think, um, yeah, if you're looking for that, be prayerful about it. Like we do believe we've got a God who wants good things for us and will um yeah point us in the right direction Mm. of relationships that are going to be beneficial to us um and also yeah that kind of commitment to prayer for those that we are meeting with um and knowing that that's that's really powerful um but it is a kind of a commitment if you're signing up to meet with someone
0: be praying for them yeah Mm. and not just on the way to the coffee shop (laughs) which i have done but like praying like okay lord what questions shall i ask and often the one question that pops into my head is the one that has the most fruitful conversation. Mm-hmm. Or, okay, Lord, do you have a verse you want me to share? Or do you have an area that I need to challenge? And sometimes the Holy Spirit will drop things on my heart that I wouldn't have actually expected with that person. And um, and I have had mentoring things where I haven't prayed about it and it's been all right. It's mm-hmm. been kind of average. Um, and then ones where I've been much more, much more intentional and you can see the fruit of that and it i think it's a lot more encouraging for that person or for if for you if you're the one being mentored to know like oh wow they prayed about me or they gave me this verse and the times when people have prayed about me or for me in that meeting or whatever in that conversation have often been very very powerful as a mentee as well um because you look up to that person and you think oh okay i want to i want to take that on board and and also if if god has inspired you then it's probably a bit more worth remembering than just something you thought thought of off the top of your head
2: okay well thank you both very much i think that will given lots of people lots of things to think about. So. Um, yeah, we hope that you've been challenged or inspired or encouraged um, and to know that mentoring is not just something that's in the Bible. Um, it's something that should be happening now in our own lives. Um, so thank you again, Nadia and Efa, mm-hmm. for sharing. And uh, yes, uh, we hope you'll join us again for another episode of Postcards from Antioch sometime before.